Hey, what's going on, my friends? Welcome to another episode of the Awaken Life Podcast. You know me, my name is Victor, and I'm here with my beautiful wife, Patty. Hey, guys. Today, we have a juicy topic for you. Mm. We're going to talk about alcohol and spirituality. We, uh, we, we did a shout out on my Instagram the other day because we're going to be doing in a, pretty soon here another Q&A. And one of the questions was... Actually, two of them. Two people asked... Oh, there's two people. That's mm-hmm. right. Two people asked about alcohol and spirituality. And we were thinking about it and we thought, you know what, this is sort of a complex topic. We both have kind of a lot to say about this, a lot of experience with it. And we thought it would be good to do a whole dedicated episode to this one particular question that I've received many times, even before this Instagram thing. Right. Yeah. So we're going to go ahead and dive right into it. So right now, I'll just sort of tell you, like, we're going to go over, like, our, our opinion, in a sense, our, our, our perspective on this. And then also, at the end of the podcast, we'll talk about, like, where we stand. Like, do we drink now? How often do we drink? What do we drink? And we'll kind of let you know, like, how alcohol it is, you know, how it fits into our life. Yes. So essentially, I wrote down here, the main theme is to go with the flow. And let it be obvious. What I mean is that your life is your awakening process. Your higher self is always going to show you the the smartest moves to make in a somewhat obvious and clear way. Life is always kind of telling you, "Hey, this is causing stress. Hey, this is exciting to you. Why don't you pursue it?" Um, so I say, let it be obvious. And I can just go 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 back to my own my own experience with alcohol and, and pertaining to the awakening. And there were times where I just did not want to drink. I had a sense that it would not be good for me. And easily, because of that internal sort of decision I've already made, I pushed it away. Not because I read it anywhere on a blog or anything. I just felt like, you know what? I just sensed it was bad. Like, uh, what, what comes to mind is. Uh, shortly after we moved down to Florida, mm-hmm. I'd say to not be as confusing, about seven years ago, eight years ago, I was going through what I call the hermit phase of awakening, mm-hmm. where I was doing a lot of cleansing on my system, sort of reclusing from life. I wasn't working, just focusing on my spiritual growth. And at that time, because I was eating so clean and, and really cracked open, when I, whenever I would drink alcohol, what I would really experience were the negative effects. Instead of feeling buzzed and good and sort of fuzzy, I would feel uh, like sick. Like I would drink a glass of wine and feel hungover instantly without really getting like the benefits. And it just felt like this is not really mixing well with my state of consciousness. But there were other times when I needed to be more grounded and social where drinking did have kind of a place in my life. Mm-hmm. So what would you have, to, what, do you have anything to add about that? Or just kind of going with the flow, letting it be kind of obvious? Yeah, I mean, for me, it was like a natural thing. Like when you stopped drinking, I still did drink wine I, a lot, lot less, um, like less frequently. And obviously less quantity because of the frequency of the, the amount that I was drinking. Um, but, um, I don't know if I have anything quite so much. Yeah. Well, I feel like you've always easily gone with the flow with with it. You never really, like I would, I was one of the variety. I didn't, I, for me, sorry to cut you off, but, um, for me, I didn't put too much thought into, it. If I wanted to have wine, uh, you know, I would have a glass of wine. I, if I didn't want to have wine, I wouldn't have wine. So um, I didn't, I didn't hold any attachment to, like, oh, I need to have wine because it's f- Friday night and Friday night I have wine. You know, it'd be like, oh, it's 
Tuesday and I feel like I might want to have a glass of wine right now. So I'm going to, you know, right. it, it was, I tried not to hold any, um, rigid pattern to, to that. Right. And I think one of the nice things about that, it, one of the things you did well was not really read much about it. Like I, I like a lot of the people listening, I did a lot of research. Is it good? Is it bad? Mm. Does it interfere with your chakras? Is it bad for awakening? Is it bad for ascension? Is it a low vibration thing to do? Yada, yada, yada. And consequently, I, I developed a lot of confusion yeah. where my own instincts were sort of muddled down by the over abundance of unnecessary information about other people's opinions I allowed into my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. so, but, but even in spite of that, I, I still would do my best to kind of go with the flow. So that's my, that's the takeaway I want to I- impress upon you or invite you to consider for this first little part of the part podcast of <laughs> is let your own life show you what's best. Don't even like after listening to this podcast, forget everything we said and really just tune into yourself and ask yourself honestly, it, where do I stand with mm-hmm. alcohol at this point in my, life. In my journey? Mm-hmm. It might and fluctuate. It's going to fluctuate, yeah. really. I mean, th- that's um, that's how life kind of flows. It's it's up and down and left and right. And um, there is no one straightforward pattern to life. So with anything, your diet or with alcohol, specifically what we're talking about, you know, you kind of have to be very allowing in in what resonates with you in each moment because it, yeah. it'll change you know right right and that was always a tough thing for me i'd always want to just like figure out where do i stand with alcohol so and then i can, I can compartmentalize my it in my life. mind and move on mm-hmm. um but that's one of the lessons i'm always being shown is that life is very fluid mm-hmm. and and there like are water. seasons and cycles and just let them come to you and flow and let it be obvious live in the moment mm-hmm. kind of thing yeah but anyways so another thing we wanted to share and this can be tricky at times is to be honest with your motives for drinking lao is because it can be kind of confusing if mm-hmm. you genuinely have like a passion or like want to enhance your evening maybe with some friends with some with some alcohol and that's something you kind of actually resonate with with at the time versus am i just drinking because it's a habit mm-hmm. because it's friday night as patty said and that just sort of become habitual so therefore it feels natural but i've kind of created that association um it, it can be kind of tricky yeah. And I'll share a real quick one example from me. It was, uh, we were living in the camper the second time. Mm-hmm. So it was like two years ago, maybe in like 2016. And I was doing a lot of YouTube videos. I was really trying to build up the my, my business and everything. And I got it in my head. This is not like an inspired thing to do. I just got this idea in my mind that, you know what, Vic? You're, you're always doing these full moon videos. You should fast for the full moon. And, uh, and then talk about it. So I had this idea to fast during the whole full moon, the, 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 the actually day of the full moon. Mm. But full moons, as you all know, can be very um, stimulating, mm-hmm. very, very catalyzing of, of just inner processes and growth mm-hmm. and purging. So it was sort of a courageous and bold move of me to do that because all what fasting would do in that case for me is amplify yeah. the extremely intense day i was already having and i found myself it was like six seven o'clock at night i was so irritable so depleted so frazzled from just like <laughs> forcing this fast into my life 
unnecessarily. And then we, you were kind of, you wanted to have wine at that time. And I was like really resentful. Like, why do you want wine? <laughs> oh my goodness. It was so tempting. And the kids had like, I forgot what you made them, but you made them something like tasty. <laughs> you know, I could smell the food. I could hear, I could hear the, the wine pouring into your glass and I'm sitting here just just filled and Ruminating. riddled with like negative emotions and resentment and angst and and then on top of that game of thrones one of our favorite shows uh-huh. of all time was coming on it was a new episode and we, you were gonna watch that or we we're gonna watch that when the kids went to bed and i was like man i'm so hungry i'm so flustered and in that moment i knew I, I, I realized I was creating all this stress, all this havoc, all this resistance in my life because I was insisting on being extra spiritual that day. The motive to fast um, created, which was sort of an inauthentic goal or motive of mine, created all this unspiritual stuff, all these heavy and dense emotions when what really, what I, my, my soul, what my soul really wanted to do was to, ch- was to lighten up chill out, have a glass of wine, eat some freaking food. I worked out that day and everything (laughs) and then enjoy the Game of Thrones. And I I decided to do that. I kind of caught myself and I had that little lesson and epiphany and then I decided to have a little wine and I ate a little food and I instantly felt better. I could literally feel my frequency raise because I was finally in alignment with what I, I genuinely wanted to do that day versus what I thought I should do. So my point is, my friends, on, on the surface, people can say, wow, Vic, you, you messed up. You're you're going to be nice and fasted and clear and high vibe for the full moon. And you chose alcohol. It's a low frequency thing, man. In that situation, at that moment in my life, on my journey, the right choice was to have a little bit of alcohol and, and relax. So it, but it, so my, that was an example of how it can be very tricky sometimes. You really have to go within and honor and analyze your own motives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that <clears throat> that brings me to um, a point where before you and I met, I was in a very self-destructive um, way, I guess if you want to say that, and um, I was drinking alcohol a lot. And in my mind, I was saying, oh, it's because I just like to, to drink. And, but really, it was just me trying to escape. And so there was co- many consequences that I had to um, deal with later because of the reason why I was drinking. You know, it was to escape and to um, harm myself and not because I was actually enjoying the experience and, and going with the process of of um, of my life. Hmm, interesting. Yeah. yeah. So you kind of had like the, almost like the opposite challenge. Like me, I have the challenge of like w- withholding myself from doing things that I genuinely want to because I think they're bad. Mm. But where you're like... Maybe the opposite where like well, you could lie point. to yourself and say, well, I'm just having a good time. Yeah. Well, at that point in my life. It at was, that point in your yeah, life. Yeah. It was, it was, um, that's all I was doing really. It was lying to myself about what I was doing. And I was like, oh, I just like to get high. I just like to get drunk. And that's just, you know, um, right. it just wasn't the case at that point. Yeah, and you also had me write something down about it's, it's sort of important to, and maybe a way that could help people be clear with their motives you wrote down is how to be aware of how you're feeling right. while you're drinking. Yes, exactly. So 
Um, if you are feeling guilty or shameful while you're drinking, that's like really terrible. You're, you're, you're just amplifying those feelings. And, um, that was basically what I was meaning by, or, or what I wanted to touch on was, um, at that point I was feeling guilty and shameful about my behavior and my drinking and, and the things that I was doing to myself. And, um, it was perpetuating all those things. And so it was creating more guilt, more shame, more bad behavior and more hurtful behavior to myself instead of doing, you know, I really do enjoy drinking alcohol on occasion. Um, so that part was true, but the reason that I was drinking at that time was not because I enjoyed it. Yes. Right. And I had to like really get honest about that, which didn't come until later. <laughs> right, right. Fair enough. And you were what, like 18 at the uh -huh. time? <laughs> it's okay. Um, and I wrote down here another another point we want to touch on is that everyone is different. Mm. It really like, and you hear that in the spiritual community, but it's so true. And I, I have a, a really good example of someone who drinks alcohol probably frequently, if I had to guess, and is, is it like a an inspiration to me, like a, like a, not a spiritual mentor. I never met him, but an extremely higher conscious individual, very spiritually evolved. And he drinks quite a bit of wine. His name is Maynard James Keenan. He's a lead singer of three different pretty well-known rock bands. One mm -hmm. of them that you might've heard of is Tool and also a perfect circle. Their music is very uh, stimulating. It's designed to awaken and inspire people. It's very, very higher conscious music. And uh, just a very impressive human being, very humble, good guy. Um, but this Maynard James Keenan, he had this passion long ago to create a vineyard. And now he lives in Arizona. In uh, what's that city he lives in? I don't know. It doesn't what, matter the city. I don't know what city it's outside he of Sedona, lives in, Jerome. But, oh, he lives in Jerome? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, but he has a vineyard. This guy has a vineyard and he has a genuine. He has many vineyards, actually. Really? Yeah, I think so. He has a genuine passion for wine. Mm -hmm. um, and he just loves it. So there's a lot of wine enthusiasts, a lot of people who just love mm -hmm. beer, a lot of really talent. If you've ever gone to a really higher end bar and seen like really well uh, crafted bartenders. Yeah, mixologists. Yeah, actually. there's all these ways that your passion energy can express itself. And some here on, on earth, it will involve alcohol. Mm -hmm. um, and who 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 is anyone to come on here and say that alcohol is inherently bad? across the board and they're all you know living a lie or something mm -hmm. no it's like you can see it you can see like when maynard he cracks open a bottle or a glass of wine and he starts talking about his vineyard on like a video a documentary he's in his element he's right. in his zone and if he was to not be drinking because someone made him feel guilty about it because he read a blog post about 10 reasons why you shouldn't drink alcohol mm -hmm. while you're on the awakening path and that would not be the fullest version of that man in that moment so right. it's really about like just be honest with yourself honest with your you know just really just almost all these questions like should i drink alcohol how does this this or that affect my ascension it's really there's only one person that can answer that and that's you mm -hmm. yeah it's all so so personal and individual it's like crazy that's one of the reasons why i never got into um doing massive amounts of research about anything because Sometimes I'd read something and I'd be like, this person sounds really sure of themselves, but this does not resonate with me at all. Yeah. And um, it was in that moment I learned that 
I can just take the things that resonate with me and use those. And it's okay for other people to not resonate with the things that resonate with me because they're their own individual person and they're going to have their own experience. Yeah. Like as an example, that same article maybe you're referring to that didn't resonate with you, that that doesn't mean that that same article won't be extremely helpful and applicable and, and resonant with other people. Right, exactly. It really is just that personal journey and the way you can always sort of tell if something is working for you is how does it resonate? How mm. does the information resonate with you? Right. Exactly. And just because it resonates with you, it does not mean it's going to resonate with everyone. It doesn't mean that's the truth in quotations. Mm -hmm. It just means that for you in this moment, it resonates. Yeah. And that's sort of another thing is what resonates now might not resonate in the future. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, um, this is a like kind of off topic, but, um, when you started going through your spiritual awakening, you're like, Oh, you might like Alan Watts. And when I first listened to Alan Watts, it didn't click with me. It didn't like resonate. Um, it just wasn't the timing for me. But then years, a couple of years later, I became like obsessed with Alan Watts and now I just love him. Yeah. Like, you know, I used to go for walks and listen to him, just listen to him for like an hour and a half on a chill step mix. And then I'd come home and I'd be all like, this thing I listened to about Alan, uh, uh, from Alan Watts was so awesome. You, and then I tried to talk to you about it and you'd be like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. And, and especially for like, for like your, I know for me, like my, what I put into my body, the way I, the way I manage my health really does fluctuate a lot mm-hmm. with the energy. There are times where I feel very like, not only intuitively guided, but also naturally excited about the idea of really going through a cleanse. Right. And there's times, like I think like a year and a half ago, I, I, I became like a, a straight up vegan again for a little while. I remember I was walking around the house, yeah. joking around, bragging yeah, about it. Be, he, yeah, he'd be like, he'd, Maya was getting so annoyed. He'd be like, have like his fingers up like in a V shape, you know, and he'd be like, vegan and my would be like shut up <laughs> yeah yeah and that was where i needed to be but then i started getting drawn again to the heavier foods my body started to feel kind of you know fatigued and i knew that i had kind of gone through that phase successfully and it was time to kind of reintegrate mm-hmm. um and that was so i've always just sort of followed the flow of my excitement really and that's yeah. that's the best way to go i would say best way to go address this issue of alcohol um, let's see. I also wrote down here that some, there is something to be said for escape. Now I'm not condoning anyone escapes, but I am saying that I think we all can admit that sometimes the awakening journey gets extremely intense. It gets mm-hmm. extremely stressful and challenging. And I say that there are times, at least in my life where I've actually benefited, not just from alcohol, just from like, like taking a break from this aggressive forward pursuit mm-hmm. of transformation and like letting myself zone out and watch an old, like, like an action movie or something yeah. or, or like taking just, yeah, taking a little reprieve from all the work that's all being the work. done. Yeah. yeah. Cause that's like really what this process is, is just a lot of work and a lot yeah. of healing and cleansing and all that stuff. And it is important to take a break from that because if, if it's, you know, that saying all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy, that is so, that is accurate, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, and I yeah, and um I've become like that. I tend to be like that sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Where like I you know, forward, 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 go, 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 go. 
Um, like you're almost always in work mode and, and then, you do have to force yourself to like break out of that, you know, at yeah. times. And then I would find that even though I would sort of take a vacation from my spiritual growth and do something sort of he- hedonistic and like indulgent in a sense, um, I would actually, be, it would be just what the doctor ordered. And then mm-hmm. when I was, then maybe after a day or so of that, I'd be ready to go forward again on the spiritual path, but with much more enthusiasm and vigor and energy. And I would actually make a lot more progress because I was finally, in a sense, rested, whether that be physically, mentally, or emotionally. It yeah. just depends. So anyways, you, you really want to be mindful of your motives again. I'm not just saying, Victor says, go as a free-for-all, but I'm saying don't be so hard on yourself. Don't be so... Um, there's, there's no reason to be super rigid in right. this process because it's not a one size fits all process. No, it's, it's a, not. it's a one size fits you, one size fits someone else. And yeah. that's how you have to go about it. You know, it's, it's. Yeah. It reminds me of what Bashar says. Bashar is this, uh, ET channeler. He's really awesome by the way. He says, Oh, you want to be enlightened? Well, you know, the best way to go about that is to lighten up. <laughs> he said, Literally, lighten up. Yeah. And that's, you notice like enlightened people, like people who have kind of gotten to that higher level aware, aware of awareness, they're pretty playful. They're pretty carefree. They're not really, well, I'm enlightened and I need to maintain it by doing these 16 things every day. No, they're like, they go with the flow. They're always in the moment. They're chilling out. They're having fun. They're, pl- they're like playful spirits. Mm-hmm. Finally comes out. Um, so, if we can start to just emulate that attitude, it can really be very, not very good and conducive to spiritual growth in a sense. Yeah. Well, it's supposed, life is supposed to be fun, but we turn it into a job. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's not fun that way to, to just always be working, always be doing it's sometimes it's good to sit back and just relax and maybe have a glass of wine or, you know, if that's what right. resonates and you know, that's okay. It's, it's important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So with all that said in a moment, I'm going to tell you guys what we're doing now, but if you didn't get the, the main, <laughs> our main opinion, if we were all bouncing all over the place. Yeah. Let me just say that just think for yourselves, my friends, just, mm-hmm. just go within, ask yourself and be honest it, it really is that simple. Mm-hmm. Okay. And if you, here's one last little thing. If you really do like what I did, like do a lot of research about like reasons why alcohol is good for you, reasons why alcohol is bad for you, your beliefs, we are the placebos. Dr. Jordan Spencer says, if you really believe it's going to be bad for you, then it will be bad for you. It will be, you will experience the negative effects where you might not have if you weren't so insistent upon a particular belief. So lastly, it's really good to kind of step back and analyze your beliefs about about situations of all (laughs) kinds and see what works for you because your beliefs will create that result, but not because that's the inherent truth, you know within everything. Right. Exactly. But anyway, so uh, what, tell them well, how, what do you, what's your relationship now with alcohol? I still enjoy to have having wine or cocktails on occasion. Um, it depends on, you know, really where I'm at. Like when I'm doing a dieta, there's, I can't have any. Mm-hmm. Um, so that I won't have any for that time. Um, but I'd say if I had to do like an average, it would be like once a week, 
I would say not even that. If, if that, yeah. Yeah. Um, Take a couple times a month for you, and then you go through periods of the dieta where you don't yeah. have any, which that can well, be kind I, of extending. I don't, I don't like to like be rigid with that. You know, like I, I, I'd say on average about once a week because sometimes I might have it, you know, twice in a week, and then I won't drink for like two weeks or three weeks or whatever. Right. You know, so it's it. it if I had to average it out, it would probably be about once one time a week. Okay. Um, but again, I don't like to be rigid. I don't, I don't like to have any like, no, just trying to give people an idea. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you go through like extended periods without alcohol Mm -hmm. and we did this like a few months ago where you didn't drink for like two months almost because of the different things you were doing. Yeah, exactly. Um, and also I don't, I drink less than you, so I drink less. So I think that might have an effect on how often you drink. Cause if I was down to party more often, you probably would maybe have more, but yeah, probably cause I do enjoy it. Um, but and how much yeah. do you drink when you when you drink a couple usually like two drinks basically maybe three yeah it depends on the situation like if i'm yeah. drinking by myself i might have one or two glasses of wine you know but if we're drinking together and we go to dinner we might have like drink you know a drink or two at dinner and then maybe have like a glass or two of wine after you know right so, right you know over the course of like a few hours but it just depends really like the other day i went and um to happy hour and had two glasses of wine with my friend and that was it you know mm-hmm. but it's like you know i don't right. like to i don't like to have definitions you guys know that i don't know how many times i have to say that but yeah you go with the flow and you exactly. have no guilt and you're honest with your motives and you drink when you want to and you don't when you don't want to and you yeah. also are mindful of your own health and, and all that and mm-hmm. you have a good balance with it i would say yeah and you know i'm also very mindful of um of what is going on like beforehand like if we're going to be getting ready to do a retreat I don't drink alcohol just so my I'm nice and clear yes. for that you know right and I, I'll avoid it for like at least a week out you know um, usually more usually but it's weeks. usually more than that yeah and same with if I'm going to be doing a ceremony I avoid it for at least a week or two you know before the ceremony and just to make sure that my I'm nice and clear because that's just um the belief and association that I have with it. But I had a friend who he would stop drinking alcohol, you know, only three days before a ceremony, if that, and, and that worked for him at that point, you Mm -hmm. know? So, um, so I try to just kind of go with it. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, I drink less than Patty. I think for me, because I'm a, I'm a more of a, I'm a prolific content creator, I would say where I need to be in a certain state of being to produce whether it's a youtube video or a podcast or or even writing my emails or inspired creations of mine instagram videos all that stuff um i can notice a difference if i drank i can get away with it once in a great while maybe once a month maybe once every two weeks Mm -hmm. if that usually less than that um but if i do it like routinely it really does take me it's for me it's not worth it to feel off my game in that regard for sometimes multiple days after even a little bit of alcohol. Yeah, and it also depends too, I think, on what type of alcohol we're drinking. Like if you have just um, a glass or two of wine, then it doesn't affect you in the same way as if you have like a cocktail or something at dinner. Yeah, in fact, you're right. We had like, we split a bottle of wine the other day for my birthday. And uh, I woke up the next day, did the sauna, worked out and shot a video and Mm -hmm. it was awesome. I, I felt great. Um, but generally alcohol does sort of 
like the negative effects of it for me usually um, outweigh the benefits, which I believe there are benefits. Me and you, we really do enjoy. One of the things me and Patty do, probably not good for our body in a sense, but we'll, we won't eat all day. We'll fast and then we'll go out to like a huge, a, a nice dinner mm-hmm. and we'll have a couple of drinks and we'll eat a huge feast and we'll mm-hmm. be within our calories. And it's just always Sometimes. so enjoyable to really just indulge the senses after a period of discipline and fasting and healthy eating the whole week. Yeah. Um, so it just it's always like an epic, like an epic experience. An epic feast. Yeah. yeah, but but again, I don't I don't do that too much anymore for the same reasons, Patty. I don't. I definitely am very mindful and try to get real clear before my retreats, especially. I try to be in a really good state of being there and have my energy and be on my A game. Um, but as you see, it's very individual. I have a situation that sort of makes it where drinking alcohol frequently wouldn't really resonate with me. Would it make sense? It would. It would mm-hmm. inhibit things that are very important to me. Where at other times in my life, it, it was they fit in more and it was fine. Mm-hmm. It's just about kind of going with the flow. And I, I can see myself eventually not drinking if I had to predict, just based on I, I can tell it isn't good for my body. It uh, it does seem to put me in a somewhat of a lower frequency state where I feel good, like fuzzy and happy, but not really as spiritually tuned in. And I just see the pattern of where we're going with this uh, expansion of consciousness. I could totally see myself deciding down the line to like, just, it, I could see it fading away, but I don't know. I'm going to be, I'm going to remain open at the same time as yeah, best that, I can. <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> no. Hey, well, that's okay. Maybe you'll live on the lower ver- vibration earth. No, yeah. I'm just joking. <laughs> yeah. I'll be there drinking wine and yeah. I'll have all my friends with me. And I'll be there <laughs> in the fifth wine. dimension l- looking down at you and judging you <laughs> and judging. for being solo vibration. Per- perfect. <laughs> Yeah. Well, we'll be having fun. <laughs> no, we'll be having fun in the higher realms. <laughs> Meditating all the time. Yeah. And I wish you guys could see his face because then you would know that he's just joking and messing with me if no, you they can't know. tell. They know I play around <laughs> a lot. Okay, my friend. So we're, we're going to bounce. It's getting to about the 30-minute mark. I hope you got something out of this. But more importantly, I hope you can hit hit stop when we're done here and... And pretty much forget everything we said because it's literally nothing but our perspective. Think for yourself. Be honest with yourself. And it's that simple. Yeah. All right, my friends. You guys have an amazing day. Thank you for everything. We'll be in touch soon. Namaste. Namaste.